All right. Welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC solo interview. Um, I know off-season, fall ball, uh, you never know who you're going to get here. Uh, but this week, we're jumping right into an interview. Uh, I believe this is the second time on the podcast. Uh, Brian Kahlberg, current captain of the Lindenwood Lions, uh, two-time state champion for the Lakers, um, had various awards, including All-State, All-Section, all that good stuff. Brian, welcome to Down the Alley. Thanks, P-Mac. It's good to be back. I think it's been, gosh, probably since my senior year of high school since I've been on, so almost six years now. Yeah, I think you were one of kind of like the first people. I was like, hey, you want to come on down the alley? I'm trying to, you know, start up this podcast. So I think, yeah, you were probably one of the first, I don't know, five interviews. Do you know? Yeah, I think I think so. I think it was it was either before or after a winter training session, I believe. So it might have been my freshman year of college. Okay. But I think okay. it was after at the old facility at a winter training session. Right on, right on. Um, yeah, no, a lot's happened since then. Um, and you know, we can, we can throw it back, you know, kind of give yourself, um, you know, I'll kind of, you know, you know, leave it up to you to kind of give yourself a little intro here, um, reintroduce, you know, we've gotten a bunch of new listeners, different listeners, um, you know, who's, you know, I gave you a quick intro, but who's, who's Brian Kahlberg? What are you, what are you up to these days? Yeah. Um, as you said, Brian Kahlberg, um, prior like grad, started playing lacrosse in third grade, um, because my lovely parents, Lisa and Laura, were sick and tired of watching me and Matthew play in the sand in baseball and picked it up from there with the amazing parent coaches that Prior Lakes had with uh, Wiener and Scott Plato and some others that I'm probably forgetting. Um, throughout, went went to high school at Prior Lake, played a year, year of JV and swing line, and then played varsity the next three. Um Recruiting, I mean, as I think a lot of us know, recruiting in Minnesota is not always the easiest, especially when you get the stereotype of being a Midwest lacrosse player, nothing flashy, more just hardworking and uh, being an athlete. Um, obviously, sophomore year or junior, senior year, won the state championship. And to go along with that, I found found my home at Linwood University uh, right around my junior year summer before going into my senior year. And that's that's me at Prior Lake. Yeah, what was, you know, to touch on Prior Lake, um, you know, what was, you know, maybe maybe your favorite game? You know, is there one game or, you know, maybe a couple different moments that, you know, stand out above the rest? Um, I think one of them would probably have to be uh, junior year playing Minnetonka in the state uh, semifinals and just an absolute barn burner where, we actually had some flash in a, in a Minnesota high school game with guys going BTB and uh, having some toe drags and low to highs and just kind of just felt like a game that ne- never was going to end and you never knew who was going to win. It was going down to the last seconds. Obviously, you can't forget state championships, throwing the helmets in the air. Um, it's a hard feeling to forget, and it's hard feeling to capture. That's why it's so such a good, such a good thing. Uh, those are probably the big ones, I think. Part of what makes it special, especially for me, was playing hockey as well, and somehow those guys cross over and getting to do it, play ho- high school hockey and high school lacrosse with some of them. So you get to kind of show have a connection on on the ice and on the field built in. But I, I mean, it comes goes down to all those fun memories that you have, just getting up early for practice, late practices in the day, staying late, doing extra work, having fun together it was probably the best things. Yeah, you're starting to talk on recruiting and kind of getting to that point in 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 the timeline. 
Um, you know, Lindenwood, you know, we'll have to dive into it, but you know, when you went there, you know, kind of it more, you know, it was a D2 school, you got recruited as a mm-hmm. D2 athlete. Um, you know, I, I know you were talking to D1s as well. Um, you know, talk about, you know, kind of originally going the D2 route and then, you know, as time progressed, you know, what's been the transition for, you know, Linwood going from D2 to D1? Yeah, I think just the whole D2 thing, you know, like I I think a lot of people say it. Everyone grows up, they're like, they're like I'm going to go play in the NHL. I'm going to go play in the NFL. I'm going to go to this sick Division one school. And then you get to high school and you're like, well, I mean, that, let's drop the standards down a little bit and then it goes down another peg and then another peg unless you're that guy from day one. But um, I had, you know, the D2 route, I didn't really have a problem with going D2, whether it gets the respect it deserves or not. Um, Lindenwood, yeah, was a great option for me. It was a powerhouse at D2. It's consistently a top 10, top 12 program. And I mean, of course, I think a lot of people in the cross community know, especially the college across the community, you know, that Lindenwood just had, was great. It was a great school and has, a ton of nice facilities that athletes attracts good athletes, you know, athletes. D one facilities like, you yeah, know, for absolutely. years, they, they, their facilities yeah. are, are, I don't know how much that had to do with, you know, your decision, but it definitely wasn't a negative, you know, when you're, when you're comparing right. a couple of schools. Right. Especially, you know, now they got the big, like massive scoreboard up there, 80 foot, 120 foot scoreboard up there in the Hill to go along with the Spelman center. It looks awesome. It's so massive. But yeah, I mean, that is a big, big aspect of recruiting. You know, the locker room, you got the wooden stalls. A lot of D2 schools especially have still got the metal stalls and the concrete floors. You know, Linwood's blessed. You got you got the carpet, you got the couches, you get the wooden stalls to yourself, which is nice. To, just a nice treat as well. Um, you know, Linwood initially wasn't too much on my radar. I was looking around for schools, and I didn't know exactly what I was looking for at the time. But once I, you know, uh, Carter Collins, another Pirate Lake alum, went there. And I t- reached out to him and asked him how he liked it and how he, he said he loved it. And cr- kind of talking to them, I didn't know if we were like, – they were, I was really on their radar to start, but I think after just going to some pro- prospect days and going to some local recruiting events, like the TC showcase and other stuff like that, um, really got on their radar, had some talks, and met with them over the summer. And once I got on campus, is you know, it's kind of over from there. You see the facilities and you see the – see the campus and you see the academics centers and where you're going to class every day and everything's so nice. And that's just a big aspect of, you know, if you're going to spend majority of your day there, you might as well be proud of what what you're doing, where you're doing it. So that was a big part for me. Yeah. Going there, um, you know, you get on campus, um, you know, I, 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 that I knew this, I, I I guess I didn't realize or remember that it it was your freshman year. Um, You know, you get a few games in and then obviously the season gets shut down. Um, you know, what was that transition like? Was it a smooth transition? Um, you know, was, how was the learning curve, right. You know, from, from making that jump from Minnesota high school to, you know, uh, uh, top, I don't know, 10 ish, right. For sure. Um, you know, D2 program. Yeah. I mean, first thing, especially for all athletes, you know, like a lot of times you'll hear in high school, like, Oh, you got to balance social life being an athlete and and being a student as well and it's really true like once if you're being too social you're going to lack in your athletics and your student life and if you work too focused on athletes and students your social life is negatively impacted which isn't a bad thing but you know obviously your student athletes you got to make sure you're doing those two things first um uh i'm gonna say it again what was it you're asking 
Oh, uh, you know, yeah, learning curve, um, you know, of of that kind of that first year, right? And 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 add to it, right? Um, you know, the season gets shut down after you know a few games. Yeah, um, learning curve is uh, definitely different. You know, I I being in my fifth year now, you see it every year with freshmen. Like some are accepting, like, hey, I'm going to show up to every day and work my ass off, and some are going to show up and be like. I was the best player in my high school. Why aren't the best player now? And some of those guys can't figure it out. And I think what was successful for me is just kind of putting my head down and talking to the coaching staff pretty often, like just say, where do you see me at in the roster? What do you need to improve on? And trying to work on those things to improve because if you don't, like a lot of athletes ask those questions, but don't actually improve on them. So um, that was big for me is, you know, just keeping my head down. We were pretty stacked roster from the year before with deep holes, a lot of guys and you know you just got to learn from other people's mistakes i think a big thing for me also was learning from people's mistakes that are t- doing this not, not making the same mistake other people are making you know if i'm watching older guys and reps make mistakes and i go out there and make the same mistake what am i providing to the coaching staff or the team that's going to put me in a spot ahead of those guys so i think really making sure that you're not making the same mistakes over and not and making sure you're not making the same mistakes as everyone else is pretty crucial for um that transition, it, obviously, you know, part of it too is you'll hear is everyone there. It was the best at their high school. You're, you're the same story, most likely the same story as everyone else. And that's fine. You just got to make sure that you're the har- harder worker if you want that starting spot. The COVID year was tough. I mean, we played five games. We were five and oh, we were lighting it up to, like almost, tw- I think, 20 goals a game, almost 18 goals a game. Played a couple lower ranked teams, which helps for that. We also played some better competition, too, where we were getting 16, 17 goals. Um, it was kind of funny. We played a Sunday game at home or at Maryville, maybe, and we got done with that. And the team before, the next team we were going to play was Young Harris the next week, and they had their season canceled because of some issues. And Coach Lang then said we could go home for a couple of days for spring break. You can go home Monday or go home today, and we'll see you back on Thursday or Friday. Well, we never ended up going back. We just, like, season, COVID happened that week. Season was over. Didn't go back. Didn't, and then about five-month break until we got back to school from there on out. Crazy. Crazy times. Um, and then you come back, uh, you know, sophomore year. Um, you know, I'm sure things were weird, but I see sophomore year you were named captain. Um, you know, I, I guess I would just assume that probably doesn't happen. Uh, too often, just in general, um, you know, at Lindenwood and and beyond, right? Like, you know, how, I guess how did that happen? You know, maybe what was that conversation like? Um, and and you know, how 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 did that transition from you know as a young player just kind of only having four or five games under your belt to you know becoming a captain? What at what point in the season did that happen? Yeah, so we tend to name captains at the end of every fall. Um, so for me, you know, obviously I had those years at, high, at Prior Lake where Prior Lake was always big about facing adversity, learning from, you know, it's only a loss if we don't learn from it and stuff like that. And so obviously going into, this, into the next uh, fall, everyone's like, well, you, you never know when this thing's going to be taken away from us again with maybe there's another form of COVID-19 or whatever. And I think I just took that, took it like that, like, hey, like, let's, let's really, you know, help out these guys that got the COVID year, luckily, and help each other out and make sure we're working our ass off. But I think the biggest thing for me is I'm always vocal. I'm a yeller. I'm loud. And I, I don't know if, for our team, like, I think we just needed that. We needed someone who was going to be 
loud and more show more accountability and not let you slack off because because of certain reasons because you didn't get sleep or something so i think it was that um yeah i don't think we've had had another sophomore captain but and i'm grateful that i was got to be one i think just you know the biggest thing about that was just having guys who are older than me still respect me for it because obviously you know when a sophomore gets a role like that sometimes upperclassmen are you know looking at you and be like why why was it not me you know it's a little bit a little bit of a different role compared to a senior captain you know you've been through everything with this team if you ask someone to do something they're gonna they're not gonna look at you and be like no like you haven't gone through this too so um yeah i think i really earned it because we had other captains who were good captains but not they were more um leaders by examples or quieter guys that didn't provide the same um vocalness that i did and then uh, what year was it your sophomore or junior year that you guys uh, won your guys' conference, got the rings? What, what year was you, were you guys ring chasing? Uh, junior year. Junior year? Okay, so that's 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, perfect. You owned a 2022. You know, what was, you know, big year, obviously. You know, what, what was what was that like? Yeah, um, we just got off a loss. You know, we, we played UND in the conference championship the year before. We thought that we we had their number. That was our third time playing them because it was conference only that year because of COVID. In twenty in twenty twenty one, thought we had their number. Unfortunate, just had a loss and obviously determined. You know, they're celebrating, taking the conference chance photo on our field because we had home field advantage. You see that. You see the seniors last game. You see it makes those things and it just grind, grinds your gears and it arranges you. And if it doesn't, you know, you're you're not you're playing for the wrong reasons. Coming to the year. A little bit, yeah, a little, not much of a younger group, but a different group. You know, transfer portal comes in. We're getting a bunch of transfers now. Uh, guys that played D1 that wanted wanted to have starting roles that might have been a bit of nice, good schools that but didn't get as much playing time as they wanted. Some D2 guys as well. Coming into the year, ready to go. You know, ball, ball goes great. And, you know, it was just a great year. I think we 12 and 4, maybe, I think was our record. And, you know, most majority of the year, we rolled. You know, we were ready to go. We played. Tough competition early. We played Florida trip with Florida Southern and Tampa. You know, two really good teams, especially in that heat early in the year. We got those human games. You know, you're not used to that. I th- and I know we lost that Tampa game, but you know, you learn a lot from games like that where you get to play the reigning national champions and teams that are really, really skilled that you don't get to play out all the time because they're out of conference. And you know, when the year comes around, was you know, we played Indy a couple times. We beat them once at home. Once at home. We were ready to see them again at we were playing at Indy because they had um, home field advantage. Um, great game both ways, and we ended up uh, on top. And you know, got got our uh, national tournament berth finally that we were looking for. Yeah, and that was a huge right getting over the hump. Um, you know, I, I had buddies going, um, you know, more of my age that that went to Linwood that are you know Linwood alum. Um, you know, a lot of classes got close, but you know, finally over the hump. Um, uh, you guys went on to the national tournament then, right? After that, um, yeah, what was we, what was that experience like? Um, you know, thankfully, you know, with our our strength of schedule and our record and how they uh, weighed everything at D two, we were actually able to host a host a uh, national tournament game because it was the first round. We were the three seed in the South out of six, so we played Wingate in the sixth seed and played them at home. Um, didn't go our way, but it was an awesome experience. You know, it's just a completely different animal sack. By far, my is the strongest conference at D two with Limestone, Lenore Ryan, Wingates, Newberry, just a sick conference, 
and they just brought had another level than us that we hadn't hadn't played against. So they had our number that day, and unfortunately went down. But you know, it's an awesome experience to get to play in a national tournament of any kind. And uh, you know, after after that season. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of hype around the program, you know, a lot of chatter, obviously, you know, inside and out, I'm sure, um, you know, making that transition to D one, um, you know, big step for the program, a lot of, I'm sure big adjustments. I'm interested to hear, you know, kind of inside the lines and inside the program. Um, and maybe as, even as a school, you know, what some of those changes were, um, you know, going from D two to D one. You know, obviously there's, you know, different hours and different times of the year that you kind of can't, you know, do work. But, you know, what other noticeable, you know, changes was there, you know, for the program and for the school from going to D2 to D1? Yeah, I think it was tough, especially for us spring sports. You know, we found out during our season that we were going to D1. So it was middle of our season. We're hearing all these rumors, you know. Coach Lang is shooting them down, shooting them down because nothing's official. And then, of course, it becomes official. And we're like, well, most of us wanted to play D1 anyway. So here we are now. Um, but, you know, some teams, of course, wanted to chirp us already about that when we're playing them at D2. But it's like, you know, it was out of our control. You know, our football team had an opportunity to join a Division One conference and they got to. And school decided to make the rest of the sports D1. I think the hardest part for us was maybe recruiting. We were a little bit behind. We had, you know, all those guys that came committed to play D2, whether they were good enough good enough to play D1 or not, they were signed up for D2. So, you know, that, you know, I think part of it too that put a lot of stress on us was finding a schedule. Most of those guys got schedules planned out for in the spring for in already for the next spring. But, you know, I think on campus, I think it was already a pretty athlete, athletic school, like most mainly athletes, but, you know, I think you just see like everyone's a little bit more serious. Everything's a little bit more professional. You know, people, you see a lot more people on their own doing extra work, you know, trying to make sure that they're on top of their game. Um, but, you know, the transition is pretty incredible. I, we already had a couple of D1 sports, but you see, you go and attend all these other D1 uh, sports now and you see all these other schools that, you know, um, are these big time schools or whether they're Big 10 or Pac 12 or Big 12 or schools that are we're playing against and it's pretty cool to see. I think the crazy thing for us, especially for the cross, I think I've told a lot of people is that, you know, D2, everyone's athletic. Everyone deserves to be there. And everyone, everyone's a good, good lacrosse player. I think the difference at D1 is everyone's a good, really good lacrosse player, really athletic and can play offense and defense. I think it was the biggest thing, you know, D2, you get a little more positional based players. You're not pushing fast breaks with one or two poles trying to, trying to uh, load up the box as fast as possible. And I think that's the biggest thing for biggest thing different for D1 lacrosse compared to D2 lacrosse. Yeah. As a school, right. You're not, you're not making a, a, a D1 switch based on lacrosse, right. That's probably a football, basketball, other sport thing. Um, you know, being from the, the state of hockey, um, you know, I, I, I watched the Lindenwood Gopher game, you know, is, is that a, is that a well-attended game? Um, are you guys supporting the hockey team? Are you guys going to the football games? Um, you know, uh, what, what are the vibes for the other sports that have gone D1? Yeah, so for men's hockey, we've been we've been going to them a decent amount. Uh, they just had Augustana this last week, and we watched them on Friday night. And then they had another game Saturday, of course. Um, 
football football games are great too. You know, we're starting to have that D one atmosphere. You know, where you're seeing people show up, pull up to tailgates, and there's got there's uh, people tailgating, and then everyone's going into the game. It's a lot of a lot of fun. You know, it's different from seeing everyone play these D two teams that you've never heard of. Like there's some bigger schools. Like our football team has played Bryant, big lacrosse school. So you know, you get to see more more big big time teams coming to play, which is always nice to see more competition. Um, and then of course, you know, you have your, you have your first D one season, I'm sure, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of learning lessons, you know, um, you know, playing different teams, playing, you know, upper echelon teams, um, you know, you guys are in a new league, you know, you know, everything, um, you know, what's it like going into this year? Um, you know, you now fifth year captain, um, you know, people, some people use their COVID year, some people don't, you know, you know, that I'm sure that was a whole decision, but you know, going into this year, second year of a D1, um, you know, your last year, um, you know, what, what, what's the vibe around, you know, uh, the team now, um, what are, where, where are the expectations at today? Um, you know, and, and, and what's it like for you personally, you know, kind of going into your fifth year here? Yeah. I mean, I'll just speak for the team. Like, you know, a lot, we didn't lose a lot last year from this year based off guys, you know, obviously we got that taste last year. We played those. We played Marquette. We played Air Force. We played Utah. We learned and we played Jacksonville. We played some of these ranked teams, right, or, or just just above, below ranked teams. And you learn a lot from those games. You know, first our first ever Division One games against Marquette, and we get throttled. And you know, you learn a lot from that, and you learn have, you have to learn really quick. I think this year's teams, especially on the offense, I'm really stoked for. You know, we lost one of our top eight or nine offensive guys, which is huge for us. You know, you get to return our whole starting attack line and most of our middies. It puts a lot puts a lot less stress on those freshmen coming in to don't have as big of shoes to fill for the near future and can hit some more developments. You know, I think we've talked about a lot, especially our senior leadership, that, you know, this team, we, we want to go 500 this year. We want to go 500. We want to make the conference tournament. No one no one enjoyed going 2-10. No one, no one on this team is used to losing that, mu- that much, whether it was in high school or college. You know, it's, it's tough to do and it's not easy to do. You know, you got you to gotta get up every day and think about, see that record and see see stuff on Instagram and Twitter now because you're D1. Like, a lot more people are talking about it, you know, and you just want to shut those people up. So I think this team's this team's goal is definitely make the conference tournament, they have some conference tournament, and be, have a 500 record. Uh, speaking of the conference, are you guys – there's been so much conference movement in, in some of these conferences – um, are you guys still, you guys are still in the ace on IC. Um, are you guys staying in the ace on long-term or I know there's some movement in the ace and I haven't been able to keep track. Yeah. I think it's going down to six teams after this year. Robert Morris is out. Detroit Mercy includes data out. And I, as far as I know, um, we're staying in it, staying in it. I don't know if what the alternatives would be, yeah. but it'd be interesting to see where they would go. How is, how is the travel? Have you, um, have you guys enjoyed it? You guys flying a lot or long yeah, buses? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice traveling. You know, obviously, you can't really expect to be driving to Colorado and Utah or Jacksonville or Mercer. So it's nice flying. I think we had seven away games last year. And I think we flew to five of them, which is always nice. And then we drove to Marquette and drove, or we probably had four flights for seven away games. Yeah which is nice. It's always nice flying with the boys, you know, obviously it's not, not easy hours, but you, 
get to the locker room early for morning flights and stay, being in the plane way later than you want to be going to school the next day. But um, it's a lot better than being on a bus for 15 hours or so. Yeah, I I, I can attest to that. Um, the, I'm sure the flights are way better than some of the uh, the bus trips that I grinded through. Um, oh, cool. What else? What did, what, did, what did I miss? Is there any any big topics, any big movements? Um, you know, any, any, yeah. What, what did I miss? What didn't I ask that maybe, maybe you're expecting? Um, I don't know. I just hope that people are ready to, ready to, uh, watch more games this year. You know, the expectations tired. I think with us having a lot of our stars back and even, even guys who didn't start back. You know, the experience alone, I think, is going to make a dramatic difference in a lot of these games. I don't think you're going to see us in many blows. We had a lot of close games last year that, you know, three, two, three, four goal games that we expect to be wins. And I think people are going to start being surprised. Um, obviously, we got a new D coordinator. I think that's going to help us out a lot. You know, nothing against the last one, but I think it just brings a new perspective in and uh, it's going to freshen up our defense. Um. You know, with with Lindenwood, like I mentioned, I I know a handful of guys that are alum. Um, obviously, there's guys there that I know. You know, how are some of the other Minnesota boys doing? Um, I know there's there's some young bucks. Um, you know, for from throughout the state, any any primed, you know, ready to take that next step? Maybe make some noise this season. Um, Minnesota guys for uh, Lindenwood this year. I gosh, I don't think we have a ton. Of, we have a ton coming in, but I don't know if we okay. got. I know it's less like Lakeville. some years there's a ton. Yeah. 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 We got, we got the Lakeville North boys coming in in a couple of years that yeah. I've heard, heard the coaching staff's pretty stoked about. So um, unfortunately I won't be here to, for them, but you know, we got, we're, we're a pretty West school for the, for the division one breakdown of the geography of it. So I think we're just trying to take advantage of those smaller States that don't get as much respect and, try to pick those best players and, you know, mix into those states that do get a lot of respect and try to make the most of it. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. I got a couple questions in our last one. Uh, I asked this to the last person kind of bringing it back. I think inside lacrosse used to ask this weapon of choice, you know, what's, what, what are the, what are the defensemen using right now? Um, you know what, what, cause I get asked all the time. And I got so I gotta I gotta reload my my go tos. Otherwise, I'm gonna be given sticks, you know, recommendations that are you know five, ten years old. You know what? Are, what are the D the defensemen using today? Yeah, well, I'm rocking the I'm rocking the true true carbon fiber shaft, a stiff one. It works out great. I've had it. I just broke my first one after having it for almost two years, which is always nice. Um, I'm not much of a mesh and strings, you guys. I go one sheet or one nylon. That's good for me. But I have since for a while I've been rock. I've been rocking the all black, all black shaft and D head, black mesh, and the Maverick tank. It's always my, been my thing. Okay, so the tank is still around. The tank is still I, in. Tank 2.0 is hanging there. Is still out there. I'm using that nice wide head to get all the nuggets and knockdowns. Okay, so I'm not. Using the I'm not that old well. yet. I'm not that old nope. yet. People are still using the tank. Um, I was never an all black. I know that's been a trend. So, um, you know, maybe maybe we'll bring that to PL. I don't know. Maybe not. It, look, it looks nice when you got black and white jerseys. Yeah, I don't know if that would work with the navy blues. I, I know, but it it looks pretty tough too when you get the black gloves on. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, what's your favorite thing right now? What are you listening to or reading or watching or like, what's your favorite thing? Um, oh, I, mean, I got to stay relevant. I got to stay relevant with the equipment. I got to stay relevant. And, you know, yeah, with, yeah. What, what are the kids doing? Um, I mean, playing a lot of lacrosse, that's for sure. But obviously you got your football, but I'm, I mixed in a lot of Disney plus, you know, I always get the uh, Marvel shows going. Loki's just been out. I've been watching that. You got to get the Star Wars shows in there too. Just great to keep catch up with big Star Wars and Marvel guys. So okay. that's what I mainly keep up with. I a lot of a lot of YouTube. I feel like I'm always, especially in the winter times, watching those summer summer fishing videos. Okay. Think about think about getting on the lake in the summer. Uh, last question that we ask everybody: uh, What is your alley? Um, you know, this can be something you're passionate about. It could be you know uh, a this week, this month thing. It could be a lifelong thing on or off the field kind of can take it any direction you want. Um, uh, I'd say my alley has got to be, you know, just, um, trying to be the best I can on the field. I, obviously, you know, everyone says that, but I think, you know, for me, especially, I've just, especially for my parents, just always been told, you know, we'll never be upset with you as long as you work hard. And I feel like I t- try to take that to take that to the cross every day. What I call my job, take it to work every day is, you know, Hey, no matter how you're feeling, tired, sick, uh, energetic, make sure that you're working hard every day and try and still trying to bring that energy to others. You know, you can't you can't get mad at someone for not working for for messing up if they're not working if they're working hard. You know, always trying to do the right thing, and I think that's just part of part of life on and off the field. You know, work work ethic is a big thing, and that's just definitely my alleys. You know trying to be the best and help others become the best as well. Love it. Love it. What, uh, what's that shirt? That's not a lion. No, this is from our, uh, 77 tournament run. It's a little, uh, St. Louis Cardinals logo with, with the Lindenwood print out under it. Um, pretty fire. We asked coach to print out some extras for us this year. So we could, so we could have one. Yeah, no, those are, those are pretty sick t-shirts. Not going to lie. Oh, I can't believe, I cannot believe, I cannot believe I didn't ask this. I oh, this is the people who stayed on, the people who stayed listening. Um, I have to ask, and I I have, I have someone from the other team coming on, and they can they can share their side of the story. Yeah. Um, but I but I gotta ask. I know I know in fall ball, I know fall ball games are they're 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 off season games. There's always there's yep. an asterisk. You know, teams could be doing different things, but. Uh, I think I think I would have gotten yelled at if I didn't ask about it because people have been asking me what I know and I'm like I don't know, I don't know. How did the Lindenwood Maryville ball ball game go and 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 how did it end? Um, yeah, you know it didn't go as planned for us. We we um, you know showed up no prior no other game experience this fall. This is our one and only scrimmage, so I think that hurt us a little bit. But um, this is our only scrimmage. This is a you know kind of a rival of us from D two, former coaches on the team, a lot of players that have played against us for years. So I think they kind of had had uh had, knew us like the back of our palm for the game. It didn't. Uh, we ended up lo- losing it in a close one. Um, for the majority of the game, we had starters in. We started to pull guys towards the end of it. But you know, Maryville played a hell of a game from top to bottom. They, uh, from what I understand, they kept their starters in and. They won. They won. You know, they 
they uh, had a had a good game plan coming in. And they executed really well, and I think we learned a lot about ourselves. And so we're excited to see them again, hopefully, and see if we can uh, flip the script from what uh, the people are hoping to, hoping to hear. Yeah, sorry for saving that question till the end. Um, it was it was like the one I had written down that I had to ask. Um, one scrimmage though for fall. Yeah, I think I don't. Um, I don't know how it worked out this year. It's just the one we had, and yeah. you know, especially a team like that that knows knows us very well. He's oh, like, they're they're fired up, right? That's their yeah. Super Bowl. They they want to kick your ass as they should. Um, you know. So that that doesn't surprise me, you know that that part of the equation. Uh, but you know, it's 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 so interesting talking to different programs, right? Every program runs a different. My previous interview that I don't know if you'll be after, you know, when this releases, but they had like I don't know eight scrimmages this fall. Yeah, six right. scrimmages, then, this, you know, something, you know, uh, yeah. way more, way more than one. Yeah. So everyone, everyone runs it. I think some do zero, you know. Yeah, I think after seeing, you know. Based on, I think on this result a little bit, I think it might change in the future. Yeah, obviously you don't, you don't, you know, you don't want uh, this happening at all, at all, at all. But right, you know, I think I think it's tough. We got the prior like alumni on that side that uh, know the Linwood handbook pretty well, so I maybe a little bit of extra scouting in there against us. But uh, you know, they played good, and I think that we'll have more scrimmages in the fall in the future of this program. And that we you know, especially us, we got a couple in the spring as well before we hit Marquette in February. No, that's good. That's good. Cool. Well, thanks for coming down the alley. Uh, I appreciate it. I know the fans will, you know, love hearing the insights and the behind the scenes and the, and the, and the chatter about, uh, you know, that when, you know, what goes on at the next level and um, you know, what it, what it takes to get there. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you to Brian Kahlberg for coming down the alley. Um, you know, this this uh this year's sponsor is Old Southern Barbecue. Um, <clears throat> they've got a great deal on Thanksgiving turkeys. If you don't want to cook and uh and, and you want some great smoked turkey, um, they got a deal for you. You can go online. Um, you know, their link is in the show notes, DTA 15. Um, is there is available there for 15% off, uh, anything purchased on their website. They got swag, they've got rubs, they got sauces. Um, you know, we've been talking about it all off season so far. They're the sponsor of the 2024 Minnesota high school lacrosse season, um, here at down the alley. So, um, check them out. If, if, if you're not wanting to cook next week, um, and, uh, yeah, great option. Old Southern barbecue. Thanks for sponsoring. Thanks to Brian Kahlberg for coming down the alley and we'll be back uh, soon with another great interview. We've got some, we're kind of doing a player series. Um, you know, this part of the season, you know, we've been doing some coaches. I thought, Hey, let's get some players on, um, you know, different levels, different programs, boys and girls. So, um, you know, kind of give, give the fans a different look here. So um, stay tuned. We've got more players lined up and, um, you know, hopefully the players are enjoying it just as much as we are. And, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully you guys like, uh, listening to it. So we'll be back soon with another interview. Thanks for tuning in.